When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Father Lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at Pemberton's, the best damn How I Met Your Father podcast on the internet. Listen, don't get confused with what he's saying. This is still Last Call at McLaren's, <laughs> but it's also Pemberton's. We're we're dual we're, we're we're dual fisting our shots here, people. That's how we do it, man. We double fist all day. I mean, dude, do you remember the the St. Patty's Day that got really messed up and then had to work at six a.m. the next day? Oh, I do. If that was ever a podcast, this would be it. That's true. And if you want to hear that story, <laughs> sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash last call, H-I-M-Y-M, and you can hear all about that San Patty State. Oh, God, we will go oh, on yeah. for hours about that story. Oh, yeah. It's all right. So I am one of your uh, co-hosts here, Josh, here with my best bud, John, man. And how are you doing today, dude? Flying high. Love much. <laughs> I got my light up. I got a new fucking chair that I'm sitting in. It's amazing. I can swivel now. Look at me. Mm. Nice. Mm. Oh, I'm going to do some swiveling. <laughs> yes. I, but the thing is, though, I like your chair. Like, yeah. for those of you who don't know, Josh recently, like, a couple months ago, got this brand new chair. It's black and blue. It's ergonomical. It's got, like, amazing lumbar support. Yeah. I was using a fucking camping chair, like a Walmart fold-out quad camping chair. And it was so uncomfortable to record these podcasts in. And I was just like, that's why my I was always so low and my camera angles were weird. And now look at me. I'm lit up. I'm in your face. I'm looking dead at you people. And we're here to talk about how I met your father. Also, right. I'm flying high on fucking rock star people. <laughs> Again, rock star. <laughs> I mean, we're not sponsored us. by them. But if you want to send me a case again, I 100 I 100% tagged them in our last episode. <laughs> Listen, also, I'm just putting this out there, Rockstar. None of this unleaded stuff. Give me the full flavor, please. Boom. There it is, folks. All right. So today we're talking season two, episode 13 of How I Met Your Father, titled 13. Family Business. Mm-hmm. Should have been killed how Agent Colson didn't pull out. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Colson. You should have learned better next time. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, th- this episode aired on May 30th, uh, 2023, directed by, again, by our favorite director. What's her name? Fry! I was waiting yeah, for yeah. you to say it, and then I was going to do it, and I was like, oh, he's saying it. Pamela Fry, man. <laughs> Fry! <laughs> 
uh, and written by uh, Amelie Gillette. Uh, so she is one of the producers on this show and has written two other episodes. She did Dirty 30, which was a, which was a good one, and Pathetic Deirdre. Another one. Yeah. I like that one. She also wrote and produced uh, on the show Fresh Off the Boat and wrote two episodes of The Office, including the episode Todd Packer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the summary for this one, Sophie and her dad run a business out of Pemberton's. Charlie and Jesse meet women they like. Vale and Ellen treat themselves to a fancy open house. They yeah. do. Yeah. What do you think about that summary? How do you feel that's about it? I mean, that's a fair summary. And it actually gives you a little bit of, like, all three storylines, which is kind of yeah. nice. And it, do- it doesn't give too much away, which is good. No. Because it's the, you know, it's it's the same summary that they use on Hulu that, you know, that's the fandom uses the same summary. Um, and so it doesn't spoil the episode before you go and watch it. No, no, that's good. And I like that. Cause then it still gives you a little bit to like, well, what's really going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be, uh, it's always interesting. Uh, all right. So the episode picks up right where the last one left. Yeah. I was going to say right where it left off. Not even an opening with like, yeah, it's essentially a two part episode, really, because literally yeah. right where it left off. Literally. Where uh, Nick is in Pemberton's meeting up with Sophie and he introduces himself and reveals that he found her because he has ca- uh, a camera outside of his shop. Now, we talked about our theory uh, on how this would happen and we were wrong. <laughs> Completely. I mean, in all fairness. Who the fuck puts a camera outside of a hot... I mean, granted, though, it is New York City. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess cameras wouldn't be a bad idea, because I'm I'm sure there's probably a lot of crime and... uh, Well... Maybe he doesn't want... You know, he wants to make sure his hot dog statue doesn't get stolen. Listen, maybe he's worried about the criminals from the statistics. From the statistics, (laughs) yep. All the youths. Listen, a white man broke in there today. And what did security do? Nothing. Typical. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I, I I really like how they played it off, where he's like, you know, I think I'm your father, and yeah. then she's like, well, how did you find me? He's like, well, I got this camera footage, and they show it. Yeah, and she's, I love the conversation she's like having with herself, and it's like, because like, if you watch the timer, it's like 15 minutes of her just outside yeah. the store. Yeah, but I'm like. Did he not say? Well, I mean, I know he was like closing down the shop and stuff as well, but like and watching the game, he was watching the Mets game. True. So I'm like, she's like, oh, you know, me and my friends, and we go to Pemberton's, and like we just kind of sit there and drink and blah blah blah. I'm just like, oh my god. I love the uh, who's my daddy? You're my my daddy. daddy. (laughs) That was my favorite one that she. Uh. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, (laughs) fucking camera. As she, he's lucky that his camera has audio because he wouldn't have heard anything if it I didn't. I mean, that's have. technically illegal. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you have to give notice when you're recording people's audio and video. That's true. You can record video without their knowledge, and they yeah. can't shit about that. But yeah. if you record both, you have to legally notify them. Yeah, well, I mean, he technically he notified her. <laughs> you're not wrong. Fact. Not wrong. Uh, but uh, so... Sophie goes on to explain how she could be his kid. Talk, you know, tells him about Lori and, and Lollapalooza and all this stuff. And she starts awkwardly talking about sex, like you know, how she has sex. And she's like, wait, no, you're my dad. I don't have sex. Wait, I'm 30. I have sex. <laughs> she got I was awkward. like, I was like, 
I mean, it's a true adult moment, though. Like, you you, you know, your parents aren't supposed to think you like that. But then, like you said, I'm 30. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Have sex. Now, what I liked about Nick was not once did he freak out about this, right? In fact, the the fact that he sought her out, he could have seen that video and just been like, nah, I, I, I don't need that in my life. And just and completely ignored it. 100%. Never shown up. None of this would be a thing. Yep. But he and did. I was I was thinking about that too. I was like, you know, that takes a <clears throat> takes a real man to step forward and be like, listen, I saw what happened. I saw you outside my shop. <clears throat> yeah. You you know, there's that possibility you are my kid. And then when it was like verified, and she's like, you know, Lori, and he's like, oh yeah, oh shit, okay, well you're my kid then. Yeah. And like doesn't question it. It's not like we're gonna need a paternity test. And he he's embraces like, her. You know, like. He he just does, and I, oh, I yeah. love that about him. So, yeah, I, I really like him as a character. I like how they hash out the idea like right away too. Like we need to figure out like what we have in common. We need to bond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they agree to meet up uh, to for lunch at his shop. They were gonna stay for a drink, but the rest of the gang just got real, really off. crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I do can't get you a bar, Mister Sophie. Yeah. Or can I get you a beer, Mister Sophie? I do love what he says, though. You don't get a family discount. Yes, yes. I put, uh, I put in my notes about uh, that stuff. <laughs> that there's this funny runner throughout the episode about Sophie's step grandma, and how her and Nick apparently don't get, don't get along. along. And there are two reasons that pop up throughout the like, within the episode. The first one that he says here, he caught her reselling chili dogs at her old age home. And that's why there's no family discount. And then later on, he says that she opened up a, a Wiener Schnitzel franchise down the street, and yep. now she's dead to him. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow," because I think he says something about like a markup on the chili dogs too. Like she was reselling the chili dogs like a markup. Maybe, yeah. And um, I was like, I was like, damn. I was like, that must be a good old folks home. Yeah. So we had gotten a comment on one of, uh, I think it was on the last YouTube video, on the last video that we did, um, where we had been, we had posed the question as to why the lady working the counter at his shop, like, acted like she didn't know what, didn't understand why somebody was asking for Nick. And so, uh, Miranda Gibson is who uh, commented on this on the YouTube uh, video said, as far as the lady at the hot dog place, not saying Nick was there, even though he works there, I think it means he likely goes by another name, like his middle name or a junior or something like that. Uh, She said a friend of mine was named after his father and he went by his middle name. So that's possible. Maybe she didn't. Oh, yeah. Maybe he goes by junior or whatever, something like that. And so. She, when she said Nick, she just didn't understand what she was talking about. That's fair. That's possible. I could, I could, I could get behind that. The only, the only other thing, because I had thought about it a little <laughs> bit more as well. The only other thing I could have came up with was, uh, remember our policy, at DG? You, you couldn't tell people if they were working or if somebody worked there. Yeah. So, like, maybe she was just playing dumb to, like, yeah. You, know, you don't know who people are these days, like psycho stalkers. She could have had a gun. She could have been sure. like, oh, hey, Nick, and then Nick walks out, bam. Nick's dead. Uh, hot dog <laughs> franchise down. Geo, Geo Kowalski jumped in here. Just Geo, Geo Kowalski takes over the west side. 
Oh, damn. No, no, he's a, he's from Staten Island. Oh, from Staten. Man. Right. I they, wonder if he knows... They're uh, in the West Side. Uh, Pemberton's and, and McLaren's, that's in the West Side. Oh, fair. See, yeah. you know New York way better than I do, bro. I just know the show. That's the only reason why I know that. <laughs> I would love to see the Hot Dog Kings represented with Barney's breakdown of his guys in New York. That would be awesome. Because, you know, Barney always has, like, his little magic mm-hmm. hot dog thing from Sky Mall. Yeah. So he he should have a hot dog guy. That would be cool. That would be cool. All right. So this episode breaks down into, you know, three real sections. We've got uh, Jesse and Charlie doing some fun stuff. We've got Vale and Ellen, which is an interesting combo. Which is, yeah, I was going to say that's the first thing. Yeah. And then uh, Sophie, Sid, and Nick doing their well, thing. I, I want to talk about uh, Valentina and, and Ellen. Ellen. Because okay. I want to talk about the amazing guest star we have. Yes, okay. I, I mean, I wasn't sure if you knew who she was or not. Um, I, I know of her. I wrote down some stuff that she's famous for and what she's been in and things like that. Well, so do you mind we'll, if I spoil it? Well, when we get to it, yes. We'll, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You got to wait. Boom. Oh. That's right, folks. Put him in his place. All you got to do. That's all you got to do. Put your oh, foot down. I'll shut down <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm all right, go. folks. It's a, it's a one-man show today. <laughs> do it. All right, so Vale comes in later on because it picks up after Sophie's already gone to meet with yeah. me. And so Vale comes in to the bar uh, and tells the gang, minus Sophie, that she's excited because she thinks that Swish is cheating on her. Yeah, which I thought was a weird, like, I know, well, like, she's trying to break it off nicely. She needs she needs an out, man. It, it, this whole thing's going to go. It's it's not going to end well. I'm well, all I'm saying is I know it's 2023 and blogs aren't like a big thing these days, but if she would read Barney's blog, there are exits in relationships. It's true. And I'm sure there's one coming up for them soon. Oh, probably. I mean, or just end it. <laughs> be a big or, girl. I mean, that's just the other thing, it. too. I mean, you're an adult. You just kind of know how yeah. to use your words and be like, listen, this yeah. isn't working out. This clearly isn't what we want. Uh, so but, we, we get a cutaway of Swish lying about a text um, from someone named Allie. Allie. I love that he says it's a study group and it's Americans learning linguistics. Yummy. Yummy. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. Um, what do you think about Swish in general? <sighs> Honestly, he hasn't been on the show enough for me to get real like, eh, for him. I think he's funny, uh, especially because like we get him in such small doses. Yeah. So the thing he does, I'm like, ah, it's a quick knee slapper, especially like this one, because yeah. she's like, well, who's Allie? And then he's like, uh, and it just shows he's not really and good he, at improv. He was doing good. He's like Americans learning linguistics. I was like, okay, yummy. He's like, oh, you're so close, man. You're so <laughs> close. A swing and a miss. <laughs> a miss yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he was. He but was close. He's, He's not a bad guy. He's obviously just got himself in a situation right now that I don't think him or Valentina can it's true. Um, navigate their way through it. They don't know what to do, so they're both confused, obviously. And yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's confused. I think he's dead set. He knows exactly what he wants. I mean, listen. He's just he just doesn't know he doesn't know the truth of what's going on. That's the only problem. That too. I have a feeling he's gonna get like really hurt, but like mm-hmm. hopefully he doesn't end up in the naked uh cabbie's cab. I hope That's not. all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> but but go um, to your head. If you could get a girl like Valentina to marry you, tell me you wouldn't. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All I'm saying is I would buy the outfit that the she course. wears throughout the rest of the episode. Man, she's gorgeous. Just she saying. Is. Oh, she's mm. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this question next. This okay. is some, this was the one that was posed on Twitter by the actual How I Met Your Father group, or okay. like the page. What would you name uh, Vale and Swish's ship name? Ooh. And anybody out there, if you have a suggestion, let's hear it. At last call, H-I-M-Y-M. What do you, what do you got? I, I came up with, it's pretty simple. It's, it's a real, just like you put them together. Swalentina. Oh, that's right. It's Valentina. Yeah. I went with Swalentina. Mm, that, that, for a second, I was like, well, Val. Valerie. So you can oh, take yeah, out. No, yeah, it's definitely not valid. You could rearrange the letters and you can make Swarly. Somebody else put Swarly, like they just suggested uh, Swarly. I was like, I mean, that's funny. I would love that. I, but... Swarly and Swalentina. You know, I'm going to go for something just like off the collar, but how about Swit? Okay. Just sure. Really, you know, <laughs> like Swit, what's up? Sweat, just swale, or uh, 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 vish. Ooh, vish is that's see, that's Ooh. good. Milestone was set here, by the way, people. We have officially accomplished two years with this podcast. That's true. That's true. Just the other day was the two year anniversary of uh, of the show. So, uh, send <laughs> hop on to Cash App and send us some cash. Uh, you know, or cash just tag send us some love. Cash tag Merc Trader twenty two. Boom. Hashtag J made one. There it is, folks. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Ellen suggests, uh, you know, to, to kind of celebrate this ending of the engagement. Let's go to a fancy open house. Yeah. Really do it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, I would go to a random open house. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, usually drinks and refreshments. Yeah, food and stuff. And at a fancy place, you know, you know, rich people. Yeah, yeah man. I was going to say, especially celebrities. Yeah. Uh, vale points out that she, you know, she misses, she will miss wearing Switch's grandma's ring. You know, and that becomes a, a sticking point in this episode. Like her, she points out the fact that she has this ring. Yeah. And it becomes a big part of their storyline. Oh, huge part of their storyline. But that also made me go, oh, something's happening. It's going to be one of those episodes. Yeah. Something's happening to that ring. Yeah. So they get all dressed up. They act super fancy. And they arrive at this house. And Vale discovers fairly quickly that this apartment belongs to a famous person, John. And her name is Missy Moritz. And who is she played by? I So I don't know her full name, but it's it's Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle Richards. Okay, so it is Kyle. Yeah, I had Kyle to look. At, I had to look up video of people saying it because I was like, I'm not sure if it's Kyle or Kyle or if it would be pronounced Kylie. I wasn't honestly sure, but yeah, it's now, Kyle. What, what did you know her from before this? I didn't know her from anything. Oh no, shit! I, I looked her up. I was like, oh, she's on these various things. So she's on American Housewives or the Real Housewives yeah, of uh, New York. No, Beverly Hills. Oh, that's the one. Fuck. Beverly There's Hills, too many yeah. of those. Yeah, I knew her, she was I on guess, the Real Housewives. I guess it was her and her sister were on it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, she's also she was in the original Halloween, and then she reprised her character in the 
last two of the new trilogy. No shit. Yeah, she played a character named Lindsay in those movies. Oh, my God. She's the little girl who Jamie Lee, you know, when her and Tommy run down the street, Mm -hmm. she's the little girl. Yeah. That's amazing. I thought I recognized her from something else. And you would also recognize her, John. She did a, a fairly long stint of like 21 episodes of, on ER as Nurse Dory Kearns. Oh, yeah. There wow, you go. she's definitely made her rounds. Yeah. Get it? Made her rounds? <laughs> she made her rounds. So, yeah. She got, Ladies and uh, gentlemen, I'm here all week. We got a famous socialite playing a famous socialite on this. She show. does a really good job with this role. Like, this is her. In yeah. a nutshell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Vale is super excited about being in this apartment. <laughs> and I love where, because, like, her and uh, Ellen have this moment here where they're like, uh, she's like, oh, my God, it's so-and-so. And Ellen's like, who? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, that song. And then, like, she sings a little bit of the <laughs> lyrics, yeah. which kind of made it, re- I'm not going to lie, the person doesn't represent the lyrics in this case because I thought something more like a Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay. And then I was like, because, you know, and, I'm, and then, but then, like, the lyrics, I was just like, oh, my God. It would be a, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. And then I thought it was really funny that they sang it walking out of the kitchen, going back into, like, the living area. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I would have had the extras in that part of the scene just kind of, like, be like, what? Yeah, I was surprised because I... Each time I watched it, I kept looking to see if anybody like looked at them funny, but and they nobody don't. nobody did. No, nope. yeah, which I was like, oh, okay, I get me. Maybe they're just used to it, that kind of stuff. I don't know. You know, it's <laughs> New York City. You see a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> was that a giant turtle? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they decide they're going to go try on some hats because oh apparently she's she's real famous. For wearing hats like they yeah, I guess like that's her thing. crazy hats that's her thing and uh you know we we see them in there they're trying on hats and veils taking pictures and stuff and missy catches them and oh, kicks right them man. out now when they leave did you notice anything i'm curious i'm not I gonna caught... lie no okay when veil leaves she's still holding onto the hat and she leaves oh, no with the hat that she had in her, that she was like, she had on, she was taking pictures of. Oh, no shit. She leaves with the hat. But you I never, did not s- notice that. You never see the hat again. You never see her give it back. Nothing. Maybe so, I like, accidentally left it in the naked cabbie's car. <laughs> either she just like ditched it like out in the hallway or in whatever. It could be. Or she just took it home with her. Maybe security roughed her up on the way out. Maybe. You never know. Listen, I will say this though, because I don't know if you caught this <clears> or not. Because she, she literally says when she opens the door and catches them, she goes, how did you get in here? I had this room uh, blocked off. And if you watch the doorway, there's blue like painter's tape, mm-hmm. which means they ripped the tape to get into the room. Yep. And I'm like, did they not think to open the door and step over the tape? Because they're both petite women. Like, yeah. I know Belle's like thicker and curvy, but she's petite enough that she could have snuck through some tape. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it was like crazy taped off. No. It's just like they could have just Hell, if anything, you could have like gently undone one corner of that it, that too, snuck in, and then fixed it, and then closed the door. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, they they really busted themselves. And there they was did. a sign on the door that said like "Stay out." 
Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm like, they really violated like someone's privacy just to go try on some hats. Just to try on some hats, yeah. I mean, Veil, 100%, that's her kind of thing. Oh, 100%. But I don't. I don't think Ellen without Vale would have done anything like that. I just not. But that's the thing, though. Mm. It's Revertigo. Yeah. It's the person you're hanging out with. They they bring out that side of that person. Yeah. And Ellen is a very impressionable woman. I love her dearly, but she's impressionable. It's true. Yeah. That's like her. Charlie is very similar in that, and that's why I love them. I love them as a as a roommate duo. It's just too funny. Uh, Yeah. So. At the bar, Vale realizes uh, that while she was trying on gloves, apparently she lost some the engagement snake skin ring. glove. Yeah, she. Like, that must not have been very comfortable. I mean, maybe, maybe what? Maybe the inside's comfortable. Like, has a nice lining. Who maybe knows? could be like a silk lining, John. Mm. Could be like butter on your skin. I don't know. Silk stockings. Yeah, sure. I know it was, and it's your favorite piece of clothing. Boomch, gah. Not gonna deny that. <laughs> Uh, and so they head back over to Missy's place. And what do they, they find, John? <laughs> do they definitely re-return? They knock on the door to find her very mad. Yeah, and uh, but she does remember them, and that makes Val does. happy. Yeah, but that's not all that they uh, they find there, John. What else do they find there? I don't remember the ring. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that I thought was obvious. Yeah, it's on her hand, and she claims that it's her ring. And yeah. I'm like, but if Val thought she lost it in the glove, what are the odds that she put on that same glove and just happened to find a ring in it? Yeah. Either that or it, like, popped off when she took the glove off. and That could like, have been, too. And I thought about that, floor. and I'm like, that must be a shitty ring. Yeah. I mean... It was his grandma's ring. I doubt they got it sized, so who True. knows if it's a if it's a perfect fit or not. True. Anyways, I, and I shouldn't say shitty fit, uh, <laughs> ring, but I mean, like you know what I mean. Like it's obviously not fitting properly, and that sucks. Which means Val should take way more care of it, even though she really doesn't give a shit about Swish. True. Um, but no, I think it's really weird at this point because Missy is like, you know, like, oh, you're not getting this ring back. It's my ring. Yeah. And then she gets into a little bit of an argument with Val over it, and I'm like, first off. You can't. I'm sure Val has pictures of her with the ring on. First off, I would and imagine that's, that's not even the route Val goes. Val goes a whole different route. She goes blackmail, oh, and yeah. I'm like, that's more illegal than just being like, listen, I can prove that that's my ring. First off, if she would have done the adult thing and just admitted to Swish she lost the ring, Swish could have verified that that was his his grandmother's ring. Yeah, and then they could have called the cops and been like, she stole our ring, and. But, John, only, that's not anywhere near as funny. No, you're right. It is definitely <laughs> more fun to hit point. I, and then I love how, like, so Val goes the Black Mountain route. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, we're going to do this. Yeah. Val's like, listen, there is, a, I noticed in this selfie I took, there's red paint in there. And I'm like, okay, it's red paint. I'm like, and stupid me in the How I Met the World that I'm used to, I in my head I go, did she paint a pair of cowboy boots? <laughs> And then they're like, that'd be awesome. She painted the bottom of her uh, shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. Apparently, Louis Vuitton has a has a red bottom shoe. Yeah. uh, And it's it's big with among celebrities that they wear these red bottom shoes. Yeah. And I was like, 
Oh, because I had to Google it, and I was like, oh, okay, makes way more sense. Yeah. Here's the only issue with that, though. The Louis Vuitton red bottom shoes would wear down naturally, and you'd be able to tell that those are real Louis Vuitton based on the wear marks. Whereas the paint she was using would have scuffed off a lot faster walking down the street or over the surfaces and stuff she'd be walking on on a daily basis. People would still catch on that she's falsifying her shoes. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how good this paint is first. Um, Where she's taking them. True. Because she obviously keeps that paint in that closet, so she probably touches them up regularly. I mean, you're not wrong. She, you know yeah, I, mean? I guess if you're giving it the 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 constant need that would, you could yeah. probably hide it a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking more of a poor person who wouldn't be able to. <laughs> one coat and that's it. Yeah, right. All I can like... afford is one coat of paint. <laughs> <laughs> one coat every month. Like, <laughs> I got to make that paint last. Got to make it last, man. Uh, <laughs> so uh, apparently she does this because her feet are so big. That, yeah, she yeah, size thirteens and they don't make shoes for her. That that is bigger than most men. Yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, I can say my feet are bigger than hers though. So it's true. I mean, it's thirteen is bigger than mine, so she got some big old feet. But that's why she wears the hats, John. It yep. draws it's the just, eye. I was gonna say it's a distraction, <laughs> like a magician with sleight of hand. When you're looking true. here, something else is happening over here. Yeah. So they trade their silence for the ring, and then Missy offers them each a hat for a pint of their blood. I, but did you catch the line from Ellen here, though? Yes. Val, you gotta stop giving people your blood. I put that in my notes. I was like, you gotta stop giving away your blood. And And it's like, how many times has she done this? My exact thought process. Yeah. How many times has this come up that that has to be stated yeah like that like, means it's happened more than once like what are you getting for your blood veil i need and to that's know the other thing what is Val getting out of this yeah is is there a, a, a covenant of witches somewhere within like new york that is like surviving off somebody's blood off of Val's blood apparently <laughs> so, like, maybe, listen, maybe she got girl. her own pair of red bottom louis vuittons <laughs> for uh, for some blood Two pints, though. Two pints. One for each shoe. One for each shoe. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, Oh, my God. So that wraps up the uh, Vale and Ellen uh, portion of the for for now. For For now. When we get to the very, very end, we get some more stuff. Um, Would you like to talk about uh, Charlie and uh, Jesse? Yeah, I think we should talk uh, Charlie and and Jesse. That's a a good one. I I enjoyed that. So So before we talk about this storyline... Do me a favor. Yes. Give me your best English impersonation. I'm terrible, but uh, <laughs> oi, mate. That was... I, 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 I have a hard time thinking of other things to say, and I almost just went into an Australian. You I did. Almost, I almost said shrimp on a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was good though. Your accent is oi, very mate. good. What you doing, governor? I got, I don't know. That's about all I got. I'm terrible with accents. I wish I could do good accents and like converse with them other than just saying like two words. 
Yeah. See if I can still do this. Hello, Governor. Spot a tea. Oh, yeah, okay. Could you have a whole conversation, or is that just about it? I think if I tried, blimey. Nah, I, I lost it. <laughs> Bollocks. Well, I guess we're not uh, <laughs> getting that Listen, play. So whenever a person who has a British accent, because um, the only other one that ever comes to mind, I don't think he was British, but it, uh, Bronson Pincho. Bronson Pincho, yeah. Pincho. He's a... Uh, so, was he some sort of Euro, like just like, I think he's like a nondescript European, but he had that crazy accent. Yeah, and there was like a couple times, like I know he did it on Step by Step once, and that was the first time I've ever seen him do it. Mm-hmm. I know he's done it in other things where he'll do he'll drop his accent and he does the American. Yeah, uh, and my my favorite one, like I said, was Step by Step, and he goes, uh, "Hey, nah, my name is Frank. How you doing?" And he shakes the person's hand and walks off. And it was the first time I'd ever seen a foreigner drop their accent like that mm. so seeing charlie do it here like now that mm-hmm. i'm an adult and i'm used to like like i know henry cavill has an accent but watching mm-hmm. him as superman he doesn't dude uh, benedict rick, cumberbatch rick grimes andrew lincoln from yes. walking dead the first time i heard him talk i was like oh my god this is blowing my mind um like like i said yeah yeah his is definitely because his is thick too yeah um um Tom Holland has an accent. Yeah. Like I said, Benedict Cumberbun. Um, he's got a... <laughs> you call yeah, him Cumberbun? I know. I know what I said. I stand by it. <laughs> Benedict Cucumber. That guy's got a, a really thick accent. Ben and Jerry's Cucumber Melon. <laughs> See, you get it. Yep, yep, yep. I purposely just mess up his name from now on. You can, you can say Benedict, but you got to change his last name up. I like, yeah, trying to, I like trying to mess up the first one, too. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, so it's it's always fun to see like because I don't know if the guy who plays Charlie's like legit like accent is like real or if it's just for the show because I'm assuming he's really I think he English. is I, I, I think he is yeah um so like when like he did like his thing on this episode where he's talking like an American I'm like okay no his American accent's really good yeah or or you get somebody like Pierce and uh, Pierce Bronsman who has an accent but then plays an American. Oh my god, his American accent is so bad. So bad. So bad. But then, that's one of the things I love about watching Mamma Mia, because he plays an American who has an accent, and then tries to sing, and it's just so horrible. It's real bad. It's real bad. You know, I'll just stick to uh, Bendy Straw Custard Pie, you know. Oh, uh, I like I like Benedict Cumberbund. It's always my favorite one to go to at some point in the conversation because pe- it catches people up. I say it once the right way. I'll be like, "Oh, Benedict Cumberbund, uh, Cumberbund, uh, Cumberbund." <laughs> no, you can't even. No, nope, I can't. <laughs> yeah. You've lost your way, sir. You have lost your way. Back to the point, though. <laughs> Jesse do a, an English accent. I was like, "Oh, can he do it?" And he does. Mm-hmm. And it takes him a little bit to get there, but he gets it. <laughs> I love. Because we're we're obviously jumping ahead on this, but I love that he starts off with a Michael Caine. And Charlie, Michael Caine! Charlie's like, Michael Caine, you're a young man, Jesse. Oh, man. So, okay, so while we're having this fun and laughing our asses off, you used to do, it wasn't so much an accent, but it was an impersonation. <clears throat> Can you still hit it? Oh, man. 
I don't know if I can, but I'll give it a shot. <clears throat> no, kitty, it's my papa. I don't know if that was good or not, but it was. I mean, it, it's it's not obviously perfect, but it's there. And if people can't tell who that is, well, they can get in the naked cabbie's cab. <laughs> Hop on the last call, H I M Y M on Twitter, and give me your guess. Who you think that was? I'll uh, tell them this: don't lose your head. It's true. One of my favorite uh, ones. People might know that one now. You know, I mean, it, it it has made a return. So it has made a return. So they might they might recognize that one now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, so, yes, we're going to talk Jesse and Charlie. We're going to start off. We get a scene of Jesse and Charlie having a bro speak well, convo. So this is the first time we get to see future Sophie, though, too. Or no? Is it? I'm trying to think. No, I think it is. Because she's like, you know, yeah, blah, 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 so. at the bar. Yeah, I uh, think it's our first scene with her. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I like this because we got to see a bro speak before Mm -hmm. with Jesse and Sid at the end of Ride or Die. And now they're bringing it back. And I love how she she has to interpret, you know, because the the new generation doesn't understand. It it makes me laugh, though, because I realized even though it's not technically bro speak. Barney has a bro speak that he technically does. Yeah. And it's not, like I said, it's not bro speak per se, but whenever somebody like corrects Barney on something, he does something specifically and it's technically kind of bro speak ish, though. And I'll be like, can't you just. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, can't you just let me. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> if you don't know what he's saying, he shorthands it down to be like, I'm angry. Yeah. But I'm like, it's kind of a bro speak. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I still, I still love this one though between Charlie and Sid, or uh, Charlie and Jesse though. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the last one, sure, and it just meant sure. sure. But yeah, so they're both lonely. They're in need of some female companionship, and so they decide to be each other's wingmen uh, to pick up some ladies, and that's what this whole this whole bro speak thing was all about. Um, and they head to a random bar, and I'll be honest, man, it bummed me out that they didn't go to McLaren's. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand a... you don't want to go to Pemberton's because that's like you, you want to meet different people. You well, literally that, have a bar right there. Recognize Charlie as a worker there. Yeah, that too. So, like, go to McLaren's. It would have gave them a perfect opportunity to use McLaren's for well, us to see since, it again. Uh, Jesse lives right upstairs. Yeah, exactly. Know? And they clearly went to Jesse's apartment the next day. Yeah, I like. I would really like that, but no, we got a third bar going on. Um, and I noticed something. Both this bar and Pemberton's have a very visible blue moon beer tap. Interesting. Now I brought up last week that there was a a pint glass of blue moon. Yeah, and you said the label out. was like, yep. I it's gotta be a sponsor because like you I see blue moon all over the place in this show now. Like they sell bottles of it, it's like all the time. Interesting. I never thought about that. I also noticed they have a very visible Miller Light tap at Pemberton's 
and they always use Miller Lite as well. Like Jesse drinks Miller yeah, Lite. Yeah, Miller Lite. And the label's always out. So like they must be sponsors for the show. Hmm. Like I think once we get off air tonight, uh, I don't want to Google search while we're obviously recording. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna look into that tonight after we get off recording. Yeah, it's like I thought that was really interesting because I've been noticing it a lot more. And like I said, there's two taps that are visible at Pemberton's, and there was one at this bar, and the blue moon was at both, and the Miller Light was the other one. That's interesting. Good yeah. catch. Yeah, so interesting stuff. Uh, okay, so Charlie, of course, he's the British guy. He's got the accent. He starts getting flocked by women because they love his accent. And uh, Jesse, he, he's obviously bothered by this, you know, because he feels like he's being left out. You know? I mean, I get it. Yeah. Ac- accents are attractive. It's kind of like uh, when Barney took Marshall out. You know, Barney was getting all the ladies. You know, Marshall was having <laughs> a hard time. candy. Yeah, exactly. You know, the difference is Charlie is willing to be helpful. Like he doesn't want to steal people from Jesse. No. He actually sees this as as a problem, as a curse for himself, because they just see him as this British thing, you know, this guy with an accent, instead of really getting to know him as a person. Well, it's like when l- women look at you, man. They don't they don't <laughs> see a, a fluffball. They see a sexy machismo oozing with like radiant positivity. Well, then I don't know what they're seeing. I don't know. I'm just telling you what women say. That's... Well, hey. Hey, ladies. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Hit him up on Twitter. It Merc with a movie blog. The movie blog Merc, specifically. Merc. I'm sure if you just searched Merc with a movie blog, you would find it. It would pop up. You know, it's, it would be there. Wouldn't be a problem. Uh, so because of all this, they decide they're going to swap accents. And that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. And almost instantly... They meet a couple of pair of girls. Yeah. Like they like instantly just boom. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. I love your accent. Oh. Love your accent. And <laughs> Jesse and Charlie are real awkward at first. Uh, <laughs> where are you from? Uh, the town from love. Actually, like yeah. Jesse couldn't remember the, the name London. Like, come on. I, but I, okay. So I love the way he plays it off though, because he saves this one really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. The town from love. Actually, you mean London? Oh, you've heard of it. You've heard of it. Blimey. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Though, say what you will about Jesse, though. Amazing improv right there because he saves that shit. Yeah, true. Any, anybody else would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. You know, maybe fumble it a little bit. Yeah. He saves it. He definitely saves it. Uh, and then I think it's the next day. Uh, Charlie, like, they go, they're at the apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I assume it's the next day because. Yeah, they say it's the next day. Did they say that? Okay, I didn't yeah. catch whether or not they said it was. But, yeah, because uh, the girls say when we ran into you yesterday, okay. they were on a scavenger hunt. Okay. Um, and so Charlie comes over and tells Jesse that the girls are going to come over for some cocktails. And uh, they're both excited, but they really want to get rid of these accents. Like, they, they can't keep this up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they come up with a horrible, oh my God. horrible fucking plan to, like, Here's the Please thing, John. Their if they had actually planned it out better, it would have worked. Like, they come up with this whole plan about the play and everything, but they didn't think about what the play would be about. They didn't think about, well, what if they ask us, like, to perform? Like, they didn't come up I with mean, any of that. Listen, I've got to go to a play in my back pocket that I can know I can get away with sometimes, and only certain people call me out on it. 
Okay. Be like, oh, I'm working on this play right now. It's uh, it's about Dracula, but I use a hand puppet, and it's you know, there's this uh, it's getting kind of late. Da, da, da. <laughs> Dude, how, that would have been an amazing, <laughs> amazing Jason Siegel reference if they had yes. done Dracula the Puppet Musical. Yes. That w- it would have been fantastic. Die, I would have. Oh, man. Die. I can't. I can't. Uh, if you guys have not seen uh, Saving Sarah Marshall. No, 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 no uh, forgetting Sarah forgetting Marshall. Sarah Marshall. I'm thinking Saving Silverman uh, is what I was thinking there. For <laughs> You're mixing up all your movies. Yeah, getting them all mixed up. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Go and watch that. It's It holds up. It's hilarious. Good times. Dracula's lament will bring a, it'll bring a tear to you eye and while laughing. If you've ever wanted to see Marshall's dick, you get the chance. <laughs> I so there's I know we're getting off topic with this, but there's this great deleted scene. It's like a behind the scenes thing, uh, where because so for those of you who don't know, Infant Sorrow went on real tour for a while. It was Russell Brand and uh, the band for Infant Sorrow, and. Every once in a while, Jason Segal would show up and play Dracula's Lament on stage. Nice. And there's a scene that somebody had recorded and they put on the DVD where he's like, um, he comes out to Infansaro and he sits down and he's going to play Dracula's Lament and, and uh, somebody yells something and he goes, listen, I would just like to point out that Russell Brand talks a lot about his dick, but I was man enough to show mine. And then he starts playing. That's hilarious. So, I mean, yeah, Jason Segal... <laughs> My book, like hands down. Very cool. So yeah, if you ever wondered what Marshall was packing, go go if, check that if movie. If you want to see why Lily married Marshall, <laughs> go watch the movie. Oh damn. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I love I love the way that they that they did this plan because Charlie he dials the number, but he just like sets his phone down. He does it real discreet. Oh yeah, he plays it smooth. And then Jesse answers it, right? He's like, he does it in his accent. And he's like, what? Like he yells in the accent real loud. And then he cuts right back to his normal American accent. So (laughs) this makes me laugh because when I watch the scene and he goes, and then she goes, what happened to his accent? It made me think of Triple H and Kofi. Yes. And... And for those of you who aren't wrestling fans, I won't bore you with the story, but there was there was a wrestler who was portrayed as Jamaican, and he forgot one time, and this is how he ended up transitioning his character, uh, but he screwed up royally on national television where he interrupts a promo and forgot to use his accent and then got called out for it right then by one of the other wrestlers who was like, aren't you supposed to be Jamaican? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, history. <laughs> And that, that's exactly um, where I went with this. Where she's like, what happened to his accent? And Charlie's like, well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a it's a play about Tale of Two Guys. And it, it's a dark comedy, and it involves puppets, John. I love that you wrote all that down, because I was like, I'm not going to remember that. I wrote it down, specifically the puppet part, because the girls want to see a scene. And the one happens to have some sock puppets in her purse. It's because she uses them for therapy. No, no, for the kids. She's oh, a for teacher. the kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's a teacher. But, like, they're just in her purse. I'm just like. But the, the thing that I love about it is they set up earlier that she was a teacher. Like, she's a teacher. I'm a teacher. You know, like, Jesse made this big deal about it. Yeah. And so when she pulls out the sock 
puppets and says that line it's like it makes complete sense it's weird but like i could have seen lily doing the same thing oh yeah having oh, having yeah. some random sock puppets in her purse that she used earlier in the day or something a hundred percent could have seen that yep so well, there, there's like, definitely okay. like aspects to the show where they do something like that and i'm like yeah it's it's a brilliant setup yeah and me you make this joke all the time that all it takes is one line of dialogue to set something up yep and it works as long as it's executed right mm-hmm. this is one of those times where yep. there was a setup and if you weren't paying attention it comes back around now you know what line lines of dialogue don't work at least in the con- inside of the show jesse constantly referencing 9-11 <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I love where he's like, it's 9-11. No, he's like, it's it's September 11th, 2000. It's 2000. Yeah. And then he's like, what do you think we'll be doing a yeah. year from today? What do you today? think we'll be doing in a year? <laughs> or what are you doing next year? Yeah, a year from today, specifically, is the way he like, says it. And it's like, I'll be honest, man. When I started this episode, not once did I expect a 9-11 joke. And... I- Bravo. <laughs> so, so here's my thing. So when when movies and stuff throw that in there, too soon still or I don't we, think so because it made me laugh a lot. Like <laughs> maybe I'm just a bad person. I don't know, but I laughed a lot during that scene. So I know I'm segueing a lot today. <laughs> Remember me? You ever heard of this movie? Robert I've Pattinson, heard of yeah, and yeah, I I've believe it's it's. I want to say Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. I think I'm wrong. I've never seen it. Not no. the point. Point is, is this entire movie, this movie focuses on this, like, this guy's so, relationship. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For the next couple of minutes, spoilers for yes. this movie. If you don't want to know what happens, jump ahead. <laughs> or if you do want to know, watch the movie. If you don't care about spoilers, I got you. So the movie focuses on this relationship with this guy with his dad and him and his sister. And... His relationship with his father is like shit. It's, it's non-existent. And he's trying the whole time to make his dad proud of him. And all his dad wants for him is to take like this corporate job and everything. And his sister's like his rock and is like his saving grace. The entire movie uh, holds him to reality. Well, everything plays out in the entire movie. And at the very end, he gives up on love and everything with uh, the female antagonist. He goes to his dad's office to accept the job. And his sister's at school. And no mention of dates this entire fucking movie. And as he's standing in his dad's office, he turns and looks. And you hear on the TV, it's 9-11. And he's watching the plane as it's coming at the fucking tower. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Jeez. I watched this entire movie. You feel for this kid. You're like, oh, my God. Especially if you had an upbringing like we did. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, this kid, he's he's giving in to his dad to make his dad fucking respect him. And then they pull that out of like far right field where you don't expect it. And I'm like, wow. When did this movie come out? Because like how 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 soon was it after that? I'm I'm looking it up right now. Are you? Yeah. Uh I it's like twenty ten. So we're talking nine years. Really close to the 10-year anniversary, so I'm sure it was still on people's minds. Probably. You know, coming up on it, you know. <laughs> Man, that that's that's a bold move. That's a bold move, I gotta say. I um, will tell you this, though. 
the the movie's a phenomenal movie. I don't give it like a lot of people shit on Robert Pattinson and say whatever you will about him. He's a great actor. I back that up. I might not be a fan of Twilight, but Robert Pattinson is a good actor. Apparently, critics don't agree with you, John. Twenty six percent. Was I right though? Was it Evan Rachel Wood, by the way? Oh, uh, it is. Uh, hold on, let me take a quick look here. Uh, no, it's uh, Emily DeRaven. Fuck, that's who it was. From uh, Lost, right? And uh, what was that show? Once Upon a Time. She's in that, too. Oh, yeah, she, she was. She played Belle in that. She did. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. But back Anyways. to the play. The so they, guys... can't, they can't keep it up anymore. They like they, they go off on this whole, like, they, they do the play and all this. Other. They, they just they they try can't, to do the play. They can't keep it up anymore, and they come clean about it. Uh, then we find out that the girls weren't being completely honest either, nope. and they they reveal that they were on a bachelorette scavenger hunt, and the bachelorette party was for Jesse's date, uh, whose yeah. name I wrote down uh, is Angelina. Uh, she is she is engaged. She is and, engaged. Yes, and they, there's another little line trying to pick. They were trying to pick up a, a British guy. Yeah, that was their scavenger. There's another little line that's tucked in right here, too, where I think it's hilarious, too, because then, you know, Jesse's like, oh, you're engaged, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah. And then Charlie's like, well, do you at least like me? And she's yeah, like, yeah, he says that to Julia. The other yeah, one, yeah, Julia. <laughs> Julia, Julia. Yeah. Uh, but no, she's like, I do. And then her, what's the other friend's name again? Angelina. Angelina flips because she goes she, she goes full bridezilla right here yeah because apparently she had a stupid rule that nobody was allowed to say i do before her wedding yeah like a month leading up to it yeah and i'm like first off i say i do a lot like mm-hmm. yeah like, i love that jesse's like <laughs> i mean you can tell he's he's happy that he just dodged his bullet but he's like you, you guys are going to be a happy something like uh, like uh, what does he say? Damn, now I can't. Remember. I wish I had wrote it down. He <laughs> says something along the lines of um, uh, he's a lucky man, like the guy that she her fiance is a lucky man or whatever. And you can just see it in his face. He's like, I dodged a bullet oh, on this big one. Big bullet man. on that one. Yeah, because <laughs> she totally turned on that one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> and. That I think I think that's actually the last that we even see of them. I don't even think yeah. they're in the end of the episode um, past this. Uh, I don't think they come back. <laughs> uh, and so that just leaves us with Sophie, Sid, and Nick. Yeah, this this is a great story too. Like I love Nick. Yeah, he's he's trying. Yeah, man, and he's present. And nothing like what Barney's dad was when Barney met his father. Yeah. Like, granted, I understand that he was a different person. He had a a whole different thing going on. But Barney was, well, I I still blame part of what happened between Barney and his father on Barney, too. Because Barney was so hung up on the fact that he'd walked out on him. And And he he had this, this picture of his dad as being this, like, hardcore partier and stuff and he wasn't that no he was boring and barney couldn't handle that at first no he couldn't and that's it's sad because i mean he ends up still getting an amazing father out of the whole thing but yeah which i love that when 
when he came onto this show and he met up with Sophie and talked, he brought that up that him and his dad now have a good relationship. And yeah. I, I really liked hearing that. I thought that was really cool. I mean, it, it clearly takes time. Yeah. Like, that's not something that happens overnight. No. No, it definitely does not. But uh, Sophie seems to be, I don't want to say glomming onto him, but, like, she's really excited to to have him in her life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like she's she's ready and willing to accept him, which is well, which is great. I think I I can't remember where it actually happened originally, but there's a a movie scene where somebody's like, "I'm not calling him dad," and then he says something. He's like, "Daddy," and yeah. I'm like, it kind of what reminds me of the the scene because she's like, "Oh, you know, like I want to feel it out," but like you said, like she's literally like. Like when he, I know I'm jumping a little bit here, but he comes into the the bar to set up for selling hot dogs. He calls her kid. He's like, yeah. "Oh, you know, d- don't get ahead of yourself, kid," and throws her in her apron. And she's like, "Kid, yeah." I'm she like, got "Come on." She well, think about it, man. She had a she didn't have a dad, and she had a very absentee mom. True. So she's and got I mean, she's got parental abandonment issues, big time. <laughs> uh, I will say this I I do love that Her and her dad are bonding though Because yeah. it is an amazing thing That I wish I could have in my life Yeah Even with, I mean I wish my stepdad and I were close And I wish I knew who my fucking biological father was But that ain't ever gonna happen So yeah. I will take what I have in my world And that hey, was your dad Maybe one day you'll show up at his hot dog shop And he'll see you on a camera You never know <laughs> Oh man! But no, yes, you. My my dad thought of you as as a, as another son. So yeah, Listen, I, your dad was the most amazing man in my world. Like your dad taught me so much about who I wanted to be as an adult, and I love your dad. Yeah, still to this day, love your dad. Yeah, miss your dad. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get into the Sophie, Sid, and Nick stuff. Sophie comes back to Pemberton's after her lunch with Nick, and tells Sid all about it. Uh, and <laughs> we get this cut scene to to back over at the at at the the restaurant, and she is trying so hard to find something to something. connect with him. You know, she, she talked like movies. She's like favorite Christmas movie one two Christmas with the cranks, yeah, or for, I think she's just favorite movie. And she says Christmas with the cranks. I'm like first. No, off, I'm pretty sure she said Christmas movie. Does she? Okay. Either way, Christmas with the cranks. Even if it is favorite Christmas movie, like. Really? That's your go-to? What's your I favorite Christmas movie? My if favorite... it's not Die Hard, why are you wrong? <laughs> it's not Die Hard. It's it's between Nightmare Before Christmas and National Lampoon's A Christmas Vacation. Both of those are very good. Yeah. I also would have accepted Gremlins and Batman Returns. <laughs> very nice. Yes, those are good. Those are those are definitely good as well. I mean, I am a I'm a fan of Love Actually. But I would never say it's it's in my favorites. But I do enjoy. I'm that not movie. gonna lie. I've never seen Love Actually. I I enjoy it. I you know it's got a lot of it's got a huge fucking cast, man. So many people in it that you'd be like, holy shit, they're in this movie. A young Andrew Lincoln in this movie. No shit. You oh, know yeah. what movie that? So I know we're getting really off topic, guys. I'm. Hey, I'm sorry. they just have to sit back and deal. That's you know the way what this movie show did goes. that though for me the first time I watched it. What? New Year's Eve. Never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. That movie has so much talent in it. And then it all twists and turns into one story at the very end. And I was yeah. like, 
No shit. The only reason I know that it's got a big cast is because it came out when I was working at the movie theater and we had the posters for it. Yeah, the posters. Like, and it's just people upon people upon people. Like, I think they did the same thing with, uh, I think it's called Mother's Day. Valentine's Day. Or Valentine's Day. That's what it is. Yeah. I knew there was another one. And it was the same, same, pretty much the same poster, too. Yep. It's just tiles of people. I, I mean, just, just for a few. Like, I know, like, Leah Michelle's in it. Uh, Ashley Kutcher's in it. Those are the two I can really remember. Sure. Really weird that those are the two I remember. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say, my friend. <laughs> uh, the other thing that she tried to bond with was uh, the ability to curl their tongue. Yeah, which is such a weird thing because it's genetic, though. Yeah, and he's like, uh. <laughs> watching him. Now, I'm curious if Clark Gregg can do it or not. Or if, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my daughter can flip her tongue over. I can't do that. What? Neither yeah, can I. I can't do that. I know people who can do the W. I can't do that either. I can't do that one either. Yeah. I'm always jealous of the people who can flip their tongue, though, because like I'm always like, what? That's a real thing? And people are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Yep, my kid can do that. <laughs> now, okay, so here's the real question, though. Does it actually flip? Yeah. It's like it's like your it's like if you took your tongue and just like twisted it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It flips right over. It's that wild. Is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Just imagine just rotating your tongue for fun. It doodly doodly do. Like I can move it. That's about as good as I got. <laughs> <laughs> I I can do what I like to call the job of the hut, and it's like ah. <laughs> Okay, uh, Lucasfilm, please, Lucasfilm and Disney, please don't sue us for that. That's how uh, you're canceled for me making fun of Jabba the Hutt. Oh, um, shit. You know what? I would take that as a badge of honor. I'm just saying, if Disney's like, you're done, pack up your bags. Cease and desist, motherfucker. You think that Jabba bit was funny? Pack your bags, you're done. It's not like <laughs> I opened up a coffee shop and called it Jabba the Hutt. It's true. You know, Jesus crust. Jesus crust. Ten percent to all those who eat here religiously. <laughs> uh, so Sid tells this a uh, little little bit about how he finally bonded with his dad over their hatred of wind chimes, but apparently chimes. he loves wind chimes and he begs Sophie not to tell his dad. So okay, so this made me laugh though, and there's a reason why. And I don't know if I've ever told you this or not. Um, do you remember when we first met and I lived on Townsend Street? My parents had the front porch lined with wind chimes. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, and my bedroom was like straight directly up from that. Yeah, I hate the sound of metal wind chimes. That's why you got that wooden one. I remember exactly. Yeah. I I love the sound <laughs> of wooden ones. Mine happens to also be bamboo, which a whole yeah. other story. But. I do love the sound of wooden wind chimes. So, like, when he's like, oh, I hate wind chimes. And he's like, no, secretly I love them. I'm like, me too. But I hate metal ones. So I'm 50-50 on this one. I get it. You know, it's such a different sound between metal and and wood. And it is like a, it's like a, like the metal ones, I don't know what it is about it. But those wooden ones, it's real peaceful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I kind like of, it. and it's weird too because, like, depending on like the length of the stick, you either get like really <clears throat> soft planks. Because, yeah. like, the where I've got mine placed, it's not like it gets hit by like wind gusts. Mm-hmm. It's just gentle breeze right there, so it's like very like 
clank, clank, clank. And then every once in a while, it hits just right. And I'm like, it sounds like a horse galloping through. And then I think somebody's out there with coconuts, just like. <laughs> oh, yes. That's fantastic. Kids, if you've never <laughs> seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, please do yourself a favor and go watch that movie. How fast that's can an African lady swallow fly? That's all I'm going to say. Just go watch that movie. Uh, anyways, uh, so Sophie comes up with this idea to help her and her dad bond, and that's by ha- ha- having a pop-up, pop-up of, event. of Nick's Hot Dogs restaurant uh, at the bar to help him bring in some business, because business is really slow. So, funny story about this, and this I only know this from working in the bar industry, being a bouncer, what she does is illegal. Why? Because you have to have licensing to take food into a place to sell. Because he does not have either. He already <laughs> has his own grill set up. That's what back. I was going to say. Do you think Pemberton sells food? Because McLaren's sold food. McLaren's does. I can't. I don't think we've ever seen food come out of Pemberton's yeah, kitchen. I'm not, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. No, wait, no. They did get appetizers or something once, though, I believe, on the bar. Did they? Okay. I was going to say, I'm not sure, because I thought that. I was like, do they? Because they, well, how did they cook them, if not? Cause well, Nick brought, brought in a roller. You see it on the counter at oh, one point. Oh, okay. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, didn't he? Think of right. it in this aspect. Remember when I will, I will, um, I'm going to black out the name of the restaurant we used to work for, but we used to work for a restaurant in downtown Fredonia. Yes. And the owner's mother used to bring in homemade spaghetti sauce yes. from home. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's the same kind of concept. Yeah. Unless it's pers- – well, I mean, like, it is cooked in Pemberton's at least, so it's not as illegal. But yeah. it's an outside food vendor setting up illegally, selling for profit out of another organized places. It's not on his uh, liquor license slash food thing. It's yeah. essentially what it comes down to. Mm. Nick is making profit out of another establishment, and it comes down to legalities. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, I guess it does all depend on like you like we said whether or not he sells food in general. Um, because like if he does, if Pemberton sells food, then theoretically they could sell hot dogs. But see, that's the thing they, though, they yeah. could sell hot dogs, but Nick is specifically with his brand on. He's wearing the Nate's hot dogs thing, the yeah. little roller he has has the Nate's thing, which means he's making profit for his establishment out of Pemberton's which is what makes it illegal but why is it illegal I guess is the question because I guarantee if the owner is is allowing it that's why I'm curious about he would still have to get like um like what's the word I feel like it would only be illegal if he doesn't report it on his taxes and uh, and stuff like that you know what I mean as part of his business sales see that might be I don't know I guess I'm looking at it more in like the aspect of like when like a food truck sets up. Food trucks have to have permits and stuff to like mm. go specific places. That's true. Yeah. And like Nick's setup is like specifically at such yeah. and such location, but now he's taken food and stuff out of his kitchen and went to this location. So then, then here's my question. If if a kid came in selling candy bars, is that illegal then? Because wouldn't that be the same kind of thing? That, well, think about it like this. That's why Girl Scouts can't go into Walmart selling their cookies. They have to stand outside and sell the cookies. So if you think that if Nick was outside, it wouldn't be a problem? Yes, because he could have essentially had like a hot dog cart. 
Yeah, yeah. Granted, he would still have to have a permit for that. Yeah, yeah. But what's the likeliness that a cop is going to stop and harass the hot dog guy? He's probably going to get a hot dog. That's an interesting thought. And I'm curious if other people have any more insight about that. Hop on Last Call H-I-M-Y-M. I'd love to but hear you guys' thoughts See, about this it. is my thing, though. I overthink <clears throat> stupid shit like that. Like, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I really picked this part apart where I'm like, that would get... Because, like, Sid is more worried about, well, we'll keep going with this. So, Nick sets up, and the first thing Sid says is, like... Because I was like, um, Sophie does this without even, like, asking Sid. Like, she asks him right there. She's like, by the way, can we do this pop-up event? And he's like, well, uh, yeah. she's like, what if I give you a hug? And I'm like, first off, she can lean over that counter and hug me any day of the week. I'm like, I- I'm cool with that. Um, but I was like, in my head right here, I'm like, what you're asking him is an illegal thing. Like, Because think about it like this. If somebody gets sick off of one of Nick's hot dogs in Pemberton's, who's, who's the liability fall on? Falls True. on Sid. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, it definitely so, the liability would definitely, I think, fall uh, squarely onto Sid and 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 onto Pemberton's. Um, I like I I didn't I didn't put that much thought into it. <laughs> Sadly, this is how my brain works. My brain put, works on. I that put one. more thought into the fact that Nick made a toad the wet sprocket reference than anything. <laughs> yeah, I caught that too, and I was like, I because like Sophie's like. Uh, and I'm like, oh come on! Yeah, man, toe the toe the wet sprocket, man. That's that's the jam right there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Sophie is very excited to be doing this with her dad. Um, and the two of them, man, they run things like a well-oiled machine, man. Oh, they they're do. Just, they're just going to town. I also loved yellow aprons. Yes, come I on. noticed that too. It kind I, of the logo. I'm not gonna lie, the Knicks logo kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of, like the Salem's logo. Yeah, I'm wondering kinda. if they purposely sampled that to like make I wouldn't it be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then we even see uh, future Sophie. We get we get a quick shot of future Sophie, and she's eating a hot dog. Eating it, a hot dog because her son's like, oh, this is making me want a hot dog. She's like, it's making me want another one. And she's like, already demolished a hot dog. <laughs> Which means in the middle of the story, she stopped, went and made a hot dog. I mean, she's back. literally got up and come back with drinks. So, I mean, like. Yeah. She made food in one of the other episodes, yeah. too. I, I don't remember what it was, but she made something. <laughs> uh, and then after the event, Sophie suggests, you know, we should do this more. Go to other bars. But here's the thing, okay? I don't see how plausible that is. Doing it at Pemberton's is one thing because you know the guy who owns the bar. That's yeah. an easy in. How are you going to convince other bar owners to do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was thinking that same thing. Because originally... Now, I could see her being like, we should do this again here. Like, once a month, you come back and you do a pop-up here to drive some business. Oh, yeah. That I could have... I think would have been more plausible. Well, it's funny. Because we skipped the reason why they're doing the pop-up. (laughs) Because Nick had mentioned that he's not getting the business in his... I mean, I think I I had mentioned it, but just briefly. But yeah. (laughs) Briefs. Yeah, but yeah, about how they're not getting business in the restaurant, blah blah blah. Because the bar across the, the street, street closed down. Yeah. yeah, and you know, so I like that Sophie's trying to help him by. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, it also helps Pemberton's. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, they're eating, but they're also drinking. Because like. again, where I can relate <laughs> this to a real life situation that I've dealt with is Sunny's, mm-hmm. and then the boys' food stand. 
Yes. And it's like, you know, you got banging fucking hot dogs and hamburgers coming out of Manny's and Johnny's or their, you know, their famous street tacos and stuff like that or their pitas. It's like, you know, you're getting this food and then you're going back to a bar or the bar is closed. And so I understand why Nick was open that late because that is when you're making good money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it definitely is a mutual benefit for the two. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, the two work hand in hand together. Yeah. So that's why I think it would be cool if they did do it like, reg- you know, regularly, you know, uh, maybe like an episode down the road. They're like, oh, yeah, last night's pop up was, was fun. We, you know, sold some a lot of hot dogs, Hell sold yeah. a lot of drinks, you know, like to see that it's happening again would be actually really cool. Um, but like I said, you know, Sophie's really excited uh, about all this. And then a guy walks in, starts threatening Nick, all mafia style. Oh, yeah. Because he's moving out. He's moving dogs on the west side, man. It's Gio Kowalski, the Polish hot dog king. Yep, the Polish hot dog king. <laughs> Which made me think of uh, Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago from uh, Ferris oh Bueller. Oh, my God. I yeah. didn't even put the two of those together. Yeah, it just made me think of that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if like that's where the idea kind of came from, like to do something like that. I can see but, that. Yeah. I and so I love how like Nick gets kind of scared, explains yeah. to Sophie the situation, you know, like the, the hot dog guys came together. The five hot dog families. Yep. And then they, they respectfully stay in their own areas. Yeah. So he goes back into the back, which I'm assuming is like where like the kitchen would be or something, whatever. And I love how Sophie's like, well, we're going to go take care of this. Yeah. Sid has a line here, and I I lost it, dude. I laughed my ass off so hard. And that is he goes, you're going to get me whacked. Yes. It's like I help I help out a friend and it's gonna get me whacked. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god! I was like, because it's it's true. We've had those moments where we're all like, oh great, we're we're doing something. Mine was, oh, I'm helping out a friend. Oh great, now I'm in police custody. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about, but if you guys want to hear that story, Patreon.com/slash Last Call H I M Y M. <laughs> so but, yeah, yeah so i mean it is it's it's and it's funny because when she confronts him like she i mean she has no hesitation she walks up and fucking shoves him yeah and i was like oh shit yeah first yeah. off i think this guy kind of looks like adam scott and i know it's not him but he looks kind of like him yeah i can play that. like relatives with one another oh I, he could absolutely play adam scott's like brother like younger brothers. oh yeah absolutely um yeah and i just it makes me laugh because she tries to play the hard ass right away where she's like Stop picking on my dad. Yeah. And then she realizes. She just starts bawling. Bawling. And she's like, that's my daddy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. And this guy's like, yo, yo, I'm not Gio Kowalski. And he admits that he's actually her cousin, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> he was and doing it. Him a fucking big hug. He was just doing it as a, as a favor to Nick. And at this moment. I start thinking in my head, I'm like, why the fuck would Nick lie like that? Like, what is going on? That's what's instantly going through my head. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm really liking this guy. And then this, yeah. you know what I mean? They're really pulling like a swerve over here. And it's like, well, it, was, it really threw me for a loop at and, first. And that was what I was thinking, too, because I don't know if your mind went to this. Okay. Who was tending bar before they leave? Sid. And then yeah. 
Yeah. And, and Sophie Lieb. There, there is something that I've caught at the very end, which I guess I can mention it here, that could um, explain it. There's another bartender. In the last scene, there's a, there's a black guy behind the bar with the apron on working the bar. Oh, I don't think I caught don't that. Don't know who he is. Don't have a name, obviously. So theoretically, he could have been there somewhere, maybe in the back. Maybe. And he could have left and left him in charge. Maybe, um, yeah. I don't know if we'll see this guy again or not, but he's there. I mean, he's clearly doing more work than the other guy did from oh, season man. one. That guy. Oh, man. He was so forgetful. I don't even remember his name. I don't. Honest. I don't either. I honestly didn't really like him. I didn't like his character, and I'm just kind of glad they decided to get rid of him. Because I'm not going to deny it. I didn't honestly think about that until they were standing out there talking to Jake. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, if Sid's there with Sophie, who's tending to the bar? I thought it because uh, Charlie's off to, like, out too. Uh-huh. You know, he's on his date and stuff. Because then I was like, Jesse. well, what if, because like, <laughs> obviously Jake's like, you know, oh, you know, Nick hired me to come in there and act like I was roughing him up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then my thought process in my head went, well, what if he's robbing the bar? And being up register. What if he, that's what he Nick's admitted doing? that, you know, business was slow, money's obviously yeah. earning. What if he just guts the register, bounces out of there, and then it's oh, not. That would have been devastating. Oh, 100%. Oh, I'm so glad they didn't do that, but that would have been <laughs> devastating. In an alternate universe, though, that happened. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. After this big revelation, Sophie and them, they head back to Pemberton's and she confronts Nick about it all. And he comes clean, you yep. know, he, he tells her, you know, essentially that he did all of this because he was afraid of, of disappointing her, you know, and she makes this comment about why would you make up this whole elaborate story just to to get out of having a hard conversation she's like oh my god we do have something in common because she uh, we literally talked about that in a previous uh-huh. episode how she did this that's the kind of person that she is and yeah they found something they in common Boom. yeah you yeah, know they, they they bonded over that <laughs> but she She's really excited that, you know, I liked how, how easily he came clean. I'll say that first off. I'll start with that. Um, and he seems to really want to be in her life. Yeah. You know, and do right yeah. by her, which which I like. You know, he's, again, he was worried about, you know, dis- letting her down and everything. But he's willing to, to be there, which I, I really like. Yeah, he seems like he's trying. Yeah. Uh, and so then we get the final scene at the bar and Sophie and Sid first, they have this sweet little moment at the, at the end, which I really liked because it, it shows that there could be sparks between them. Like they have a connection, enough of a connection to where down the road we could find out he's the father. Oh. You know what I mean? There's enough of a connection point there, I think. Um, <coughs> and then Swish walks in. And Vale thinks he's about to break up with her. 
Yeah, because he's like, I got, I got, we got to talk. And she's yeah. like, oh, I know what this is about. And I love Val. She's like, it's okay. I, you know, if you have feelings for this Allie girl, it's okay. And he's like, Allie, that's my party planner. Party planner. Because he's setting up a big engagement party for the fall. Oh, yeah. Week. Yeah. I die right here, though, because, like, he hugs Val and, like, bear hugs her into, like, pickup. And she mm-hmm. goes... By getting married, and he goes, "What?" And she goes, "Nothing." Um, and she's like, "I'm, we're getting married, yay!" Uh, <laughs> everyone is shocked, and John, this is not going to end well. Oh ne- no! Apparently, next week's episode is going to be the engagement party. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes down. Yeah, and yes, during the scene in the background, you see the other bartender, which I, I recommend. Even if you just want to go to that, go to the end and just. Yeah, see I'm, I'm going to have to. All right, so that's the episode. That is season two, episode 13, uh, Family Business. But before we end, I had some questions. Okay. Because this is a show that we we don't know what's going to happen. It's not like How I Met Your Mother where we've seen it a bunch of times. We know how this, how the story goes. We don't know. So I this episode opened up some questions for me that I want to – put out to you and i figure this is something maybe we'll do you know as they pop up here and there throughout okay. you know, the run of, of this uh so my first question for you john how often do you think we'll see nick on this show oh that's a good question right now i think he'll be like semi-regular yeah and then i think maybe like um later seasons depending on how many they go for yeah. maybe he'll become more like uh jerry like he'll just kind of like He'll just pop he in and out. Yeah. He'll, yeah. He won't be as... I, so, okay, so I, I can do it like this. He won't be as scarce as Marshall's dad. But he won't be as prominent as Mickey. But he'll he'll definitely be more than... Or less than Jerry. Okay, that's fair. I get that. Yeah, I think for the remainder of the season, I think we're going to see a decent amount of him. Yeah. Especially this one, because they're really yeah. diving into the Sophie, discovering who her dad is. Past trying- that, we might see him once or twice a season, maybe. Marvin. Yeah. That's what his name was. Marshall's dad? Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to I was trying to be polite and call him by his name, because I don't just oh. like saying Marshall's dad. Yeah, Marvin. All right, so my next question, John. Okay. Do you think Julie, or Ju- Julia, whatever her name was, will actually... Julia will actually return as a love interest for Charlie. Do you think she'll stick around? No. Or was this a one-off? I'm assuming that, honestly, uh, that her and when her friend left, they probably had a little bit of a fallout due to her breaking some rules. And then they probably got in the Navy cabbie's cab. And uh, we're probably never going to see them again. (laughs) I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if, if... Charlie brings her to the engagement party. I'm not going to say that I wouldn't mind seeing her again. Yeah. I think she was fun. Uh, she definitely had a good spirit to her. She was definitely cute. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Charlie's got to have something for himself once He's got to have something. If if they're not ready to put him and Val back together yet, I think he's got to have something. You know what I mean? That's the, the whole point of this episode for that for them was he wants female companions. I so this this is my fantasy writing. I'm hoping that at the engagement party, Charlie lets it slip that he still has feelings for Val. Okay. And I want I want something stupid to happen. Not like I don't want to see her cheat on Swish. 
I don't want him to have a moment where like he puts Valentina in a weird spot that like compromises her character. But I would love to see like one of those moments like 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 maybe he's making a toast and he's had maybe just like a little too much to drink. Um, and I'm not saying like he has to be drunk, but maybe he's like in that happy spot and he's like, oh, you're like you know, like to the happy couple. You know, Valentina, I love you. And then he's like, I mean, I mean, you know. You're a great friend. Yeah, you're a great friend. That kind of ties into one of my other questions. So this is kind of a Uh, two-parter. How far do you think this engagement will go? And if it goes too far, do you think Charlie would stand up and stop it? Or do you think he's moved on enough to just let it happen? So I've been thinking about how far they're going to go. And I think this is going to be this show's Ted and Stella. Okay. I think they're going to make it to the altar and something is going to happen. Even though like Stella and Ted were never at the altar at the same time because Stella left. Yeah. I think they're going to make it to the wedding day. To the wedding day. And something's going to happen. And just because, I mean, that happened a couple of times at How I Met Your Mother because we had Ted and Stella and then we had um, Victoria running out on her wedding. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, she climbs down the drain pipe and leaves Klaus. Yeah. And I mean, both times it's a Ted situation in weddings. Yeah. So I think this is going to be this this show running's Ted Mosby moment. Okay. I mean, that would be interesting. Uh, do you think Charlie would be the, the one to try and stop it if that is the case? I really hope for the the sake of his character, no. Okay. Charlie is overall a good guy. Yeah. And he cares about Valentina enough that I think he would pull a Ted Mosby. Yeah. I think he would rather see Valentina be happy than ruin her happiness if it even if it means she's got to be with someone else. What I find interesting is we don't really know fully what Charlie's feelings are on her. We don't. We know for a fact that Valentina she knows that they'll get back together. Like she, yep. she has faith in that. She has, she said it, but we don't really know what, where Charlie stands in the whole situation. No. So I don't know. I'm, I, I guess a lot of, a lot of, a lot of questions, a lot of interesting I mean, you're not places wrong. to go. And that's what I love about watching a show that we, that we don't know where it's going. You know, it's, it makes it interesting. interesting it, gives me the, it gives me the goosebumps when I watch it because then I'm like, oh man, so much possibility of things mm-hmm. that can happen. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not like some people where I'm like, like the whole, like we, we fathom how Nick found Sophie. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. Was yeah. I disappointed with it? No, because they fucking made it hilarious. Yeah. Who's my daddy? You're my daddy. <laughs> I still love that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for the possibilities. Now, yeah. do you have any uh, future type questions that you're that you've been thinking about that you want to ask? I have one specific one because I I guarantee you, it's gonna happen the way I think it's gonna happen. Okay. There's gonna be a return for the engagement party, and okay. I guarantee it. Who have we not seen this season? Oh, uh, Ian, right? No. Oh, who who else? Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, who else? Hannah. Oh, you're yeah. I I'll say this. I know that Hannah is involved somehow in the next episode, at least like phone wise, because in the synopsis, um, it talks about 
Sid and Hannah figuring out where they're going to live. Ooh. I don't know if that, that plays in show up to... or what, but okay. That yeah. plays into quite a So here's my question then. This is where I was going with this. Okay. So we clearly know that Sid had a momentary lapse in judgment talking to Taylor. Yeah. Knowing this and knowing that Hannah is across the United States from him, how much longer do they last? And can they survive a wedding? Honestly, I think him and Hannah will be done by a season's end. I really I do. I agree. I have a feeling that this wedding is going to put a lot of pressure on them to realize that they don't have what they thought they had. Yeah. And he's going to realize this is where maybe him talking to Taylor wasn't. Because like I said, the last time we really talked about it, that storyline is not over. But at the same time, he hasn't really crossed a boundary that's he's not cheating. No. He's just got a female that he's talking to. But he's not even talking to her anymore. Well, now I'm talking about while he was, though. Yeah. Saying during that time he was talking to her. When it was pointed out to him that this could be something different by Jesse, you know, but this could be something more. He he ended it. So like, yeah, to me, he didn't cross any lines. No. If he if he had been like whatever and kept on talking to her, that's a different story, but he didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, if we find out later on that he kept talking to her, but we just didn't see it. That would that, suck. That's problematic. But I have a feeling they're going to be done by season's end. And he's going to run into her. I don't even think, I don't think he's going to seek her out. I think they're going to bump into each other. That's what I was going to say. But I think they're going to bump into each other at the wedding. Oh, okay. What if she shows up with somebody on Swish's side? Like she, some, she, she somehow knows Swish. Somehow some knows Swish. Which I mean, I or it's possible. she shows up with a date who knows Swish. Yeah. Because we don't really know much about Swish. Yeah. And there's, there's a possibility of a return there. And I thought about this one in my head where it would be a really funny twofer. What if Taylor shows up with Ian? I mean, that would be some wild stuff. Wild stuff. You're sitting there, you're like, oh shit, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would I would just need I would need a good explanation as to why they would be at that wedding. You know what I mean? Like one of them because I don't think I don't buy that Ian is friends with Swish. I don't I just don't buy that. But I think I could buy Taylor knowing Probably. Swish. You know what I mean? I think I could buy that. That's fine. I don't know. I guess we'll I guess we'll see, man. A lot of like you said, a lot of good possibility. I'm excited to see where it all goes. But uh yeah, I think unless you got anything else, uh we can start wrapping things up and tell everybody where you can find them. Listen, people, I'm gonna keep it simple because we did a long episode this time. Jump <laughs> on over to Twitter, simply saying J1, look me up, hit me up, let's talk. Yeah, all right. You guys can find me uh on Twitter at movie blog Merc. That's the Twitter page for my uh Merc with the movie blog site. Uh be sure to keep uh, an eye on the site coming up over the next uh, few weeks because I'm going to be covering uh, the Tribeca Film Festival. I'm going to be writing Woo-hoo! some stuff there. Uh, you know, Speaking of New York, Tribeca, there it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out there, uh, both on there and on the YouTube channel, which is where you are right now if you are watching this. You are on oh, the Mark yeah. of the Movie Blog YouTube channel. So if you like what you're watching, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and click that little bell wherever to 
fucker that thing is. And remember, if you're watching from your mobile device, you can set it to let you know when notifications drop or when we set your notifications to let it have Boom. you notified of when we drop new content. I don't That's even right. know how I'm saying anymore. It'll tell you when we drop a new load. Boom. All Boom. over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing thank, y'all when we get canceled. Thank you, Kevin Smith, for that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if you are listening uh, on podcast form, uh, head over to anchor.fm slash lastcallhimym. Leave us a voice message over there. We'll play that on air. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a uh, five-star review. And we will uh, read that out on air. Okay. And we're also over on Spotify. You can leave us a you know a rating at least. I don't again, still as far as I know, they don't do uh, written reviews. And if they do, I haven't found them. You know, uh, I thought about this. Spotify. We never we never say it like this too. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can clearly comment on yes. YouTube videos. Comment leave on us, YouTube. Leave us some review down there. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. We yeah. just want to hear from you guys anyway. We want to know. That you're enjoying this. Like. Yes. And you can always reach out on Twitter and Instagram at last call H-I-M-Y-M. And if you want to hear our crazy stories, Patreon. Patreon.com slash last call H-I-M-Y-M. And I think we might have enough uh, at the beginning for, for a new uh, after hours. It'll be wrestling yeah, based. Yeah. So if you're into that, check that out. I might put that up there. Um if uh, if you're if you want to get down with some cool stories, fun stuff, if you got ideas of stuff that you'd like us to talk about, and you want to be part of the Patreon, let's do it. We'll get that oh, shit yeah. rolling just for you guys. We'd love to to do that. So uh, yeah, we'll roll it like Josh rolled his ankle. That's right. Last call, H I M Y M, all over the place. And uh, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him, ladies and gentlemen? You do not have to go home. Oh, but you can't listen here. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Catch you guys next time.